You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 14. In this episode, we're talking about how to be content in the season we are in while being hopeful and expectant for the season God has for us. This is a continuation of our last episode where we talk about having big dreams as mamas and oftentimes feeling torn between the two. Today, we will dive deeper into how to really lean into the season we are in, even if it's a season of struggle and frustration. We will talk about receiving God's grace in our weakness and sowing faithful seeds as we expectantly wait for our harvest. It's going to be a good one, Mama. Before we dive in, I'm going to read our first review of the week. Your reviews seriously keep me going, and I want to highlight my favorites as a way to thank you for taking the time to leave one. And if you haven't left one yet, I'd love to invite you to do so. Reviews not only keep me motivated and encouraged to keep showing up here every week as they show me that this content is needed and wanted by you all, but they also show Apple that this content is needed and wanted by you all, which will help Apple recommend this podcast to more mamas so that more mamas can be blessed and our community can grow. So please leave a review, and I just may choose yours to read in the next episode. Without further ado, here's the review of the week. This review comes from Happy Bex. She says, wow, every mom needs this. I literally just had a meltdown yesterday and listening to this podcast gave me actionable steps to reclaim my motherhood and get back on track to the joy-filled mother I want to be. Thanks, Caroline. Can't wait to keep listening and soaking up your wisdom. Thank you so much for that review. It seriously touched my heart to read this. I remember when I saw this come in and I was so grateful and thankful and wish that I could reach the phone and give you the giant mama hug that I know you and I both need because we all need a huge mama hug sometimes. So thank you so much for leaving that review and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, what's going on, beautiful mama? I'm so excited to chat with you today about being content in the seasons God has us in while being hopeful and expectant for our next season. I received such good feedback from last week's episode about pursuing your dreams while being a mom and what to do when you feel torn between the two. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to listen to that one. You can listen to it um, right after this episode if you want to, or you can pause this one and listen to that one first. This week, we are continuing our conversation about the seasons of life we're in now and 
seasons of life we're looking forward to and it's going to really kind of play off of what we talked about last week so if you want to listen to them in order you can totally do so but you don't have to listen to them in order in order to get something from this episode right now so the choice is completely yours now if you're anything like me This is where you struggle when it comes to wanting to be a super mission-driven, pursue your dreams and fulfill your calling while being an intentional mama, devoted wife, and caring for yourself along the way, human being. The reality of the season you're in, that's where you struggle. You wake up one day super motivated. You've got the perfect plan. You're going to get back in shape. You're going to get more sleep. You're going to make progress on that dream of yours that you can't let go of. And you're going to be a happy, perfect, peaceful mama who gets it all done with time to spare. But the reality of your season smacks you in the face. You begin working out and then one of the babies wakes up early. You sit down to get work done and it seems like all you know what breaks loose in your house. You plan to make some progress on your goals during quiet time or nap time, but the baby wakes up early or your toddler has a meltdown. You plan to wake up early to get a few hours of work done before the kids get up so you can fulfill that passion of yours before going into mom mode, but your child had a nightmare last night and no one slept, or the baby woke up with a fever and wouldn't go back to sleep until 4.30 in the morning. So before you know it, you've overslept and that time is gone. I've been there too many times to count. Each one of these scenarios making me feel defeated and frustrated with the season that I'm in. Thoughts like this end up flooding my mind. I'll never have my life back. I just want time to myself to do something for me. I'll never accomplish anything. It's too late for me. I wish I would have gotten started on this before I had kids. Have you ever had some of the same or similar thoughts? I find myself becoming jealous of those moms in business that have already, quote, made it, unquote. And I put air quotes around that because what really is making it these days anyway. But those moms in business that seem to have already made it before coming before becoming moms. Ugh, it's so much easier for her. She can just have a baby and then since she retired her husband or can afford a nanny, she can still run her business without batting an eye. Those are the kinds of negative thoughts that might go through my mind, which by the way, I know are totally crazy. But of course, when you're in moments of weakness, sometimes those ugly thoughts happen. Before I know it, I've officially spiraled into a depression. My sadness, anger, and frustration seep into my family, and those thoughts from the enemy make me feel so defeated and shameful that I feel like giving up on everything. All the dreams, all the desires, even life sometimes. Now, by the way, I want to go back to that negative thought that I just mentioned, the whole she can do it all because she can retire her husband or afford a nanny, and I don't ever think that that should be the goal. You guys know that if you follow me on Instagram or you've listened to my previous episodes, I've talked about how the boss mom culture is negative and I don't agree with it and how this glorifying of making a lot of money or tiring your husband or hiring somebody else to raise your kids while you go pursue your dreams is not a narrative that I agree with. Not at all. I believe that our family, our husbands, our children, and our home ministry is supposed to come first and then the 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 professional calling that God calls us to, if he calls us to one or whatever else that is he's calling us to, is supposed to come after that. Which means there's going to be a higher percentage, a higher percentage of time that you're always spending, no matter what season you're in, no matter if you have made it and you have resources and you do have an Annie, which by the way, having an Annie isn't a bad thing. Hiring help isn't a bad thing if you're 
heart is in the right place and you are, you know, you've talked about it with your husband, you've consulted the Lord and you're not hiring a nanny to totally raise your kids, but you're hiring a nanny just to pick up some, you know, make some things a little bit smoother, if you will. None of that's bad. So don't get me wrong there. But I also don't believe in the culture of, look at me, I'm running my business and somebody else is raising my kids and my husband is retired and we sit on the beach all day. All of that stuff that's glorified, I don't agree with it. So I'm talking about quoting some of those thoughts. It's just that the enemy, like I said, comes into my mind and maybe the enemy comes into your mind as well and makes you think these thoughts that you don't even agree with. But in those moments when things are feeling really hard and you wish you did just have some time to work or some time to get things done or you did have some help with the kids because again, having help is necessary. Having a break is necessary. Having somebody that can take over once in a while is necessary. So when you don't have that or you're trying to get things done and then you get on Instagram and you scroll and you find so-and-so's page or Susie's page or whatever and you look at her and she has what you want, then yes, the enemy is going to come and going to and he's going to he's going to play on that. He's going to make you think these these negative, horrible thoughts that you don't normally think, but now they're in your now they're in your brain and now you're depressed and you're sad and you're angry and you're frustrated and all the things, right? Last week, we talked about surrendering your dreams to God and walking with him in obedience as you fulfill them. That, of course, is the first step. As a believer, our dreams, desires, passions must be surrendered to him and his timing. However, in that surrender, there will still be days where you are just over the season you're in. Just like I mentioned earlier, when I was frustrated and in that moment wanted some help. You're over those interruptions. You're over taking it slow. You're over whatever it is that's frustrating you in the moment. And this goes for any season you're wrestling with in life or motherhood. If you're in a particularly challenging season, even if you've surrendered that season and you're resting in the Lord, it can be hard to stay content all day, every day. It's still a challenging season after all. And those challenges don't just go away when we've had our moment of surrender in the Lord. So how can we stay content in our challenging season? Does staying content mean we can't be faithful and expectant for our next season? For example, do you just stop going after your dreams until things are easier because you want to focus on contentment? Let's dive deeper into what we can do to stay content in our challenging season, how we can make our challenging season still work for us, and what we can do to be hopeful and expectant for the next season God has promised us without idolizing it and remaining faithful in the current season. One of the things that is extremely important to me as a mama is curating an enriching learning and play environment for my children. When I had my first daughter, I knew nothing about Montessori education or toys. We had all of the light up toys that do all the entertaining for your child instead of allowing your child to be the one to do the playing and discovering themselves. Kids learn through play, but they need toys that will allow them to explore, learn, and use their imagination. We have since transformed our household to a completely Montessori or Waldorf play environment and use all wooden toys or stuffed toys like handmade dolls. I highly recommend making this transformation as it will transform the way your children play and learn. However, it can be hard to know where to start when it comes to finding the best Montessori toys for your child. That's why I love the shop Things They Love. Things They Love is a small shop owned by a sweet mama who curates items from the best brands in Montessori play and education. It's your one-stop shop for wooden stacking toys, wooden pretend play, 
wooden blocks, wooden homeschool items, and more. My favorite part? They have a wonderful collection of multicultural books for kids of all ages. If you're looking to quickly and easily diversify your book library, this is the place for you. I recently just snagged some books for the girls that have beautiful black and brown faces on the cover and really tell enriching stories that I can't wait for them to read and learn more about. So guess what? I've got a special gift for you. Things They Love is giving my listeners 10% off their first order with the code MISSIONMAMA. That's Mission M-A-M-A. Head to thingstheylove.co to get 10% off today. That's thingstheylove.co with the code MISSIONMAMA to get 10% off your first order today. First, let's remember to receive God's grace. Receive his grace. We forget that God's grace is sufficient for us and that he gives us grace. A lot of times we're so good at giving other people grace, giving our children grace, giving our husbands grace, our friends grace. We forget to give ourselves grace and in giving ourselves grace, that really means we're receiving God's grace. His grace is made perfect in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10 says, Therefore, so I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That was the CSV version or the Christian Standard Version. And I love to compare the message version because of how well it breaks it down and makes it so relatable. So the message version reads, Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angels did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift and begged God to remove it. Three times I did that, and he told me, My grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, oppositions, bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. In this particular scripture, the Apostle Paul is talking about a physical ailment and how God told him that instead of removing said ailment, God told him that his grace is all he needed. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. This holds true for all of our weaknesses and unideal circumstances, just like Paul mentioned towards the end where he said that he was going to gladly um, uh, you know, welcome all the limitations 
in the message version, he said abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad, and bad breaks. In the CSB version, he said weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and, and, and difficulties for the sake of Christ. That he just likes when they happen now. He, he gladly boasts in those weaknesses. So this is true not just for physical ailments, but for all the hardships that we endure. Being content or having joy joy does not mean that we ignore the hard things or bury them and fall into a toxic positivity. That's not what the scripture means. That's not what we're talking about here. Quite the contrary. Being content means that we allow ourselves to be weak in those moments and receive God's perfect grace. There's grace upon grace for us, for the hard things. If things are perfect all the time, we neglect ourselves the opportunity to experience the fullness of his grace. So what does that look like practically? During the hard moments, it means letting go. Letting go of whatever expectation you have right now that's not getting fulfilled. Does it mean stop trying, stop planning, stop working? Does it mean let go completely and give up? No. It means let go in that moment and say, okay, Lord, have your way. Show me where to put my attention and give me your strength right now in this moment that feels hard. Ask God for wisdom on how to handle what feels hard. Ask God to multiply your time later or multiply the thing that you are needing him to multiply. Multiply that, whatever it is that you're lacking, ask him to multiply. If you're short on time, ask him to multiply time, resources, resources. Ask God for what you need and let him provide how he sees fit, not how we want him to, but how he sees fit and just receive, 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 receive his provision. Oftentimes as moms receiving grace and letting go of expectations looks like simplifying the moment, leaning into the early morning cuddles that interrupted us, allowing for extra screen time later to make up for the lost time earlier going to bed earlier after having a rough night, shortening a homeschool day and filling up the pool instead. These are just some simple examples that I've used in my own life and it can look different for you. I look at receiving grace almost like receiving permission to be kinder and gentler to myself, my kids, and my circumstances. The second thing to focus on when being content in your current season is to remember that there's always pros and cons to your season. We are naturally always looking ahead at what's next and better because as humans, we naturally focus on the negatives of the season that we're in, even though the pros of the same season are what we prayed for in our last season. And some of the cons of our current season are what we prayed for in our last season. Remember that the season you're in now is a season you couldn't wait to be in when you were in your last season. I don't bring this up to generically tell you to focus on the positive, but to remind you that even in the season you can't wait for, there will be hard things, especially when we're referring to those seasons where we really step into the abundance or calling that God has for us, those harvest seasons. The enemy will attempt to attack those seasons. There will be adversity in every season, but especially in harvest seasons. The goal is not for the adversity to leave us. The goal is for us to learn how to work with the adversity, create solutions to help us manage the adversity, and make God's name known through the adversity. 
Practically, what does this look like? Letting the challenges and frustrations drive proactivity. Letting the challenges and frustrations guide your solutions. Focusing on what you can control instead of focusing on what you can't. Preparing well in anticipation of challenges so that you can quickly handle them and move forward. No matter the season or situation, these skills are necessary. Refining them in your current season will prepare you for the next one. The third thing we can do is plant seeds of expectancy and water them faithfully. You won't be able to get to your harvest season if you're not planting seeds in your sowing season. Let me say that again. You won't be able to get to your harvest season if you're not planting seeds in your sowing season. Plant seeds in this season and faithfully sow them. However, don't get caught up in planting so many seeds that you're unable to faithfully and consistently sow them. Do less well so you can sow well. Pay close attention to what you've deemed to be a priority in this season and what really needs to be a priority in this season because sometimes there's a difference between the two. Not everything can be a priority right now. A lot of the time, burnout comes from making everything a priority and trying to make everything happen at the same time. That is why being in tune with the season that we are in, accepting it, leaning into it, and faithfully stewarding it is so important. So welcome and lean into your sewing season and sew well. If it's a dream you're cultivating, what small faithful thing can you do in this season that will produce fruit in the next one? That might mean scaling back on doing all the things, but again, doing one or two things well and sowing those things. This, of course, is an example, as I know everyone is hopeful and expectant for something different and unique to them, but apply that same principle to where you are in your life. I'd actually love to know what is the next season you're hopeful for and what current season are you in? Tell me one thing you're doing in your current season to prepare well for the next one. I want you to shoot me a DM on Instagram and I want you to tell me those things. I would love to hear your heart and I'd love to cheer you on. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate that you're here every single week. I'm having so much fun behind this mic and I'm so happy to get to know you. Every single message, I receive a lot of messages from um, you all on Instagram via DMs. I love reading the reviews. The reviews really keep me going. And I'm just so grateful, so, so, so grateful for you and this ministry that God is cultivating. So if you love this episode, please leave a review. If you haven't already, leave a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to share on Instagram your biggest takeaway from this episode. Tag me so I can share it with my audience and cheer you on and connect with you over there. As always, I'm rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. You're doing an amazing job, Mama. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.